So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. OTORs, it's been a while, and today I'm actually bringing you the Thoughts from the Truck podcast, not from the Thoughts from the Truck, because it's 95 degrees outside, and I just got done with a really, really hot day part of which I got to spend in a nice calving suit sweating it out so good weight loss strategy but not so good for recording a podcast in the truck and instead today I get to record the podcast sitting on a lawn chair out in my driveway enjoying 95 degrees and heat lightning and today what I wanted to talk to you about was a little bit about where I was and I know we've done a podcast like that in the past and I know I've stepped away from podcasting in the past and come back but Recently, in the last six months to a year, I've been exploring the literature and the literature as it relates to psychology and specifically the things that motivate us, the things that empower us, the things that help us to kind of continue to move forward. You see, as you move along in your career, I feel like the challenge starts to dissipate a little bit. At least for me, as I've moved along with my career, the challenge has continued to kind of drop off a little because it's another DA, it's another OB. There are some interesting consulting challenges, but a lot of that isn't as hard as it used to be, isn't as intellectually stimulating as it used to be. And for me as an individual, that makes me uncomfortable. I am an individual who always needs a little bit of challenge. And that challenge kind of pushes and motivates me. So as that natural motivation went away, I started to ask myself and started to do a little bit more research on what actually motivates us as individuals. And as I delve deeper into the literature, as I delve deeper into the things that could potentially form kind of a backbone for myself and for operators to owners, I came across self-determination theory. And obviously, that was kind of the founding core principle for operators to owners about three years ago. But interestingly, as I continued to look deeper into self-determination theory, I stumbled across a field known as positive psychology. And positive psychology has a lot of promise, I feel, especially kind of in professional-type employment occupations, such as um, medical school, veterinary school, dental school, areas that have higher degrees of burnout and stress, maybe more rapid turnover than they'd like to see in specific specialties. The field of positive psychology is relatively new. It was basically first proposed or first founded in 1998. So it's very much in its infancy. In fact, when I started to learn about it and started to engage um, some lectures about it and some courses online about it, Some of them are even taught by the individual who actually is credited with founding positive psychology, which to me is very interesting and empowering knowing that one, it's a young field and the applications for it 
might be relatively unknown, but two, it's really interesting to actually learn from the individual who has theorized this particular area of psychological or psychology, I should say. So as I've moved forward with it, I've also been listening to a series um, from a positive psychology class that Harvard actually puts on for their students, one of the most popular courses on their campus. And in 2006, maybe 2008, I can't remember for sure, they actually recorded the lecturer. So if you look up positive psychology Harvard course um, on YouTube, you can actually find some of the material that discusses the foundations of positive psychology. Professor Tal Ben-Shakir is the actual lecturer. During my time listening to his lectures, there was one particular lecture that really stood out to me. And this was a lecture in which he mentioned a term that I hadn't heard before. Uh, And I found it very interesting considering the medical and I would argue extensive medical training we receive in veterinary medicine. And the term was salutogenesis. And he considered this or, or defined it basically as the opposite of pathogenesis. So Pathogenesis, the study of disease and the disease processes that make it occur, right? We know that pretty intimately. We have an actual class established around that. But this word salutogenesis was something I had never really heard before. As he started to explain it, I was like, oh, that's kind of something that we apply day in and day out. And then light bulbs started going on. I started to realize that this was kind of the true manifestation of positive psychology and potentially an easier way to explain to individuals what exactly positive psychology is and what exactly we're trying to accomplish at operators to owners. First of all, obviously, pathogenesis, study of disease, is something that, for the most part in veterinary medicine, is what we're actually implementing within our interventions for a lot of the mental health type things that we're dealing with. We identify depression and burnout and stress and those types of negative pathologies, and we seek to intervene in them. We seek to help individuals overcome their depression through different interventions. We seek to reduce the stress. We seek to eliminate or reduce the amount of burnout. And in essence, what we do with a lot of these interventions, a lot of these treatments, whether they're um, medical, psychological training, or just generalized interventions, what we seek to do is take the individual from a negative mental state and return them to what we consider normal, quote-unquote, right? Where maybe if we looked at them through a scientific survey or psychological evaluation, they would be at a baseline of zero or, or healthy, we would call. On the other end of the spectrum, something that we don't talk about in vet school, and honestly is a mild frustration of mine now understanding it, is salutogenesis. And that, in essence, is the study of health or the study of extreme performance, I would argue that it ties in very nicely to what we call this flourishing state or the state of very high life satisfaction. Salutogenesis is something, again, like I mentioned earlier, that we do in practice day in and day out, especially those of us who do more large animal and large animal consulting. I would argue that probably 25 to 50% of my day is spent actually in salutogenic medicine versus in pathogenic medicine, right? So I spend a good chunk of my day rectifying cows and rectifying the, hey, they're not pregnant, they're open, we need to make them pregnant, or this is a sick cow, what do we need to do to intervene and get it back to normal? The pathogenic type of medicine. But on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of my day is spent in salutogenic medicine, taking a cow who is an average performer and trying to figure out a way to make her an extreme performer, to flourish 
within the facilities, within the management systems on that particular dairy or operation. So that's why I feel like I readily identified with salutogenic medicine or salutogenic interventions, I should say, for professionals. You see, instead of studying disease and focusing in on depression, stress, and burnout within veterinary medicine, which there's nothing wrong with, we still need to do that, we still need to be able to intervene and return individuals to normal, I'm going to argue that we should instead be practicing the salutogenic approach. And we should be looking at the top five, top 10% type performers within veterinary medicine and start asking, what are the things that they are doing? You know, things like mindfulness, work-life balance, meditation, self-esteem, self-concordant goals. Many of these things help them manifest at a very, very high level, help them manifest their flourishing state. So what I think we can do with salutogenesis and applying positive psychology is start to take some of these positive psychological principles, things like maybe self-determination theory, things like personal growth initiative, things that could be tied in with positive psychology, and start to evaluate individuals that we would identify as high performers within our industries. And many of us can think of those individuals off the top of our head. And when we do that, we'll start to notice the innate traits that they manifest. Maybe they have a little bit more clarity on what they want to do. Maybe they're able to express a little bit more competency or they have a very extensive type of network. But by studying these individuals that are excelling, that are flourishing, we have the ability to take individuals that are maybe at normal and protect them. Because if we think about it, salutogenic medicine is almost like, it's almost like the immune system for the mind. Because if we can take an individual and take their normal and elevate them to a higher level, when inevitably stress, burnout, negative mental thoughts, depression start to impinge upon them, the dip that they get, instead of going potentially below normal, might be just closer to normal, which makes us more resilient. And again, like I said before, allows us to kind of think of salutogenesis within that mental resiliency as almost an immune system an immune system for the negative effects of our profession, the negative effects of life events outside of our profession. That's what I've kind of been studying, and I've been looking and trying to tie different things together from a practical application. So I'm not so much right now in the actual research phases of it, though I am considering something I never thought I'd consider before, going back to school to get a master's in applied positive psychology. But what I am doing is starting to do some cursory surveys on individuals who are participating in our masterminds, which, quick plug, if you're looking to participate in a mastermind that's seeking to help you achieve this flourishing state, th seeking to help you take control back of your career, um, I urge you to search WVMA Mastermind or go to the OTO website and our mastermind page to identify or to sign up for the masterminds that we're offering. They come with a stipend, they are free to you, and they are really, really having great impacts. Plug aside, what we're starting to do is, is run some of these surveys through the participants and starting to see some individuals who are really high performers and the traits that they're manifesting. And it's starting to make the path a little bit more clear and craft some clarity on where we can go with salutogenesis within our profession and potentially craft a little bit more of a roadmap than meditation, downtime, work-life balance, all of which are catchphrases. But instead of just those, we're starting to come up with 
some really identifiable psychological principles that we can train versus just things we can throw at the problem and think that we can fix the problem. So that's where we've been OTOers. And I am working on trying to bring the cutting edge back. There's only so many hours in the day for me. But as Operators and Artists continues to grow, as our influence starts to grow, as I'm able to bring more members onto the team, I promise we will start to bring back some of those higher intensity type of activities and offerings to you guys. We love to give you things that act as input for you, help you learn, help you grow in the areas that are meaningful to you. I'd urge you just keep staying tuned to the Operators and Owners podcast here. We'll keep bringing you different ideas in positive psychology, in mental health, in professional development as a whole. Until next time, OTRs, carry on. If you liked this content and want more, join our OTO community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. Also, check out our blog at otovets.com forward slash blog. Please join our community for an active discussion about today's podcast, past podcasts, and other topics within veterinary medicine. Thanks again for joining us today, OTOers, and carry on.